Now, when it comes to the marketing strategy, I have a simple theory here. You know, technology should not make things complex rather than it should make things simple. When we were discussing about all our product platforms that who are target customers, uh, let's find out in the companies or the segment of uh, the companies who are trying to shy away and try to understand that why they are shying away from technologies. If you have really got those reasons clear, that's your marketing strategy. Hello everyone, Ashok here. Thank you for tuning in to this 11th episode of Indian Startup Stories, a podcast thriving to bring out experiences and insights from entrepreneurs across India. Today, our guest is Rajiv Ranjan, co-founder of Tavamish and XLR.ai, a SaaS-based digital platform addressing the needs of commodity trading, risk management, and also venturing into a great tech platform. In this episode, Rajiv talks about the company, how people with different background contributed to build a strong tech company, which has helped them venture into multiple domains. How the curiosity and passion has played a great role in building products for fintech and agritech, solving the needs of developing nations, and much more. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hi Rajiv, thank you for coming on Indian Startup Stories today. Welcome. Hi Ashok, thank you for having me here. My pleasure. Please share about your background, your studies, and how did you start your career? Yeah, so I'm a bachelor in computer science. Um, I did my BCA from uh, Birla Institute of Technology uh, in Ranchi. And then I did uh, one year here for postgraduate in Bangalore. Uh, I think I've, I've worked in, this, uh, in, in the tech industry from, uh, from the last two decades, uh, almost two decades. And I have seen a transition of the technology from, you know, from the dot-com bubble all the way to the app world or the smart app world, which has happened. Uh, have have seen a transition on the tech stack in this industry uh, from you know large monolithic applications to uh, smart microservices distributed applications. Yeah, this is this is what uh, a sort of my last two decades of experience. That's nice. Please tell us what you're creating. How is it solving customers' problem? Who are your targeted customers? Right. So uh, Taumish uh, uh, was an I was an I more of a you know technology. Uh, oriented company. So the idea was to set up a, a technology company and we might be working on different, uh, you know, problems uh, and which would be solving uh, or simplifying using technology. Uh, our current focus right now in Taumish is basically uh, uh, agro commodities, uh, trading and risk management and ag tech. Uh, these are the two areas which we are uh, focusing right now because uh, both these areas have some sort of, a, you know, uh, what do you call that? Uh, a coherence that where they can converge with each other and share a lot of information. Uh, there is, there is not. We found that there is a gap of information uh, from the farms and between the agro commodity traders, right? And there is a lot of scope to uh, make those information transmission a little more efficient, faster. Uh, you know, democratize that information a little bit uh, using the digital technology. So. That's the problem what we are solving it right now. Our, our first product, uh, which is XLR.ai, uh, which is a commodity uh, trading risk management uh, analytics platform. Uh, that was our first product, which we started back in 2019. Uh, we have already uh, done our MVP in 2020, and uh, we have released our first version in 2020 December. Uh, and we have recently signed a commercial contract uh, of a three years with one of the commodity houses here in Singapore. Nice. On the second platform, which is more an ag tech platform, uh, 
you know we are still in a development mode of that uh, and we have partnered with one of the nutrition company crop nutrition companies uh, mm-hmm. who is implementing that product platform in africa uh, we will be soon coming out with the news about that platform as well uh, so I, I just I will just keep the name a little stealth right now for you because okay. uh, we are still a couple of months away from making that news public that you know we are out and loud, uh, yeah. But it's primarily focusing uh, you know developing economies like Africa, Southeast Asia, and you know uh, Indian sub subcontinent. Uh, our first focus is going to Africa, and uh, we mm-hmm. will be coming coming back very soon to the Indian subcontinent and Southeast Asia. Okay, that's nice. Actually, a very young company, but uh, reaching out to the global market and serving Indian customers. Nice. So, how did it all begin? Uh, taking a step back, what is the spark moment, and how did idea of Tavamish came in? The spark moment. Okay, <laughs> that's a tricky question. Well, it was a very uh, comfortable job. Uh, you know, uh, my last job with uh, Cisco was, uh, you know, a, a very comfortable job for me. But I think uh, my 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 co-founder, uh, you know, Rahul, uh, with him uh, we were discussing at that time. Yeah, I had you know uh, some time in my hand, and we started discussing about. So he is uh, he is not coming from the tech industry. He is basically a commodity trader himself. Uh, he has been doing this uh, for more than a decade right now. So we were discussing. I mean, he was running a derivative and a risk management company at that time, and mm-hmm. he was discussing about. few of his uh, problems related to the risk analytics right. uh, i think that discussion led to uh, me uh, you know doing a, a pro bono work for him uh, where i was started writing some sort of a pricing engine and uh, some sort of, you know and a daily analytics for all his uh, exchange trades all his uh, structured trades uh, and that went for like 2 3 months uh, beyond 2 3 months we suddenly realized that you know we have in a very short period of time we have really built one of a very complicated module of the trading industry which can really help and it is very simplified so i think that was the spark moment you can say or it's like a, a normal transition you know from a, a from a freelancer or an active uh, technologist uh, yeah. to get into something big we started exploring about uh, you know the what are the challenges today commodity industry is facing uh, you know what are the uh, areas what are the gray areas in in the commodity trading and risk right hmm. uh, we need to understand that this is one of the very important industry it it literally moves agro commodities and the uh, you know across the globe uh, to fulfill the the need of food in every country so we we, we when we discovered this area we found that there are, there are literally a lot of challenges uh, with the existing applications uh, the 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 digitization or i'll say the innovations in the it has not penetrated this industry a lot right uh, and i think uh, it was more than a smart it was a very gradual transition uh, to us getting into this industry uh, for me it was a big shift i was i was in telecom for more than a decade working yeah. uh, and then for me it was i think the curiosity i would say more than a spark my curiosity to to learn about uh, Uh, a new domain or a new business function is something which you know moved me out of uh, my comfort zone to say okay let's do this one okay nice 
curiosity is the base <laughs> good so you started as a programmer in 2003 and now right. founder and ceo uh, right. with a dream of hyper connected world as per the vision of vision right. mission of uh, thermesh so this is a great transition or switch from a career uh, to entrepreneurship mm-hmm. how did you achieve this transition can you talk about how did you prepare yourself how was that journey i think my developer instincts uh, were very powerful which helped me uh, in this transition as i said mm-hmm. when the, when i was doing this pro bono work for uh, my co-founder that time at some point of time i really felt when we had started discussing and you know exploring the different uh, problem areas in the altech community and the commodity industry i really felt that no this this challenge can be solved uh, things can be make a very simple my as a developer my intent is always to use technology to solve a, a complex problem in a most simplest way right you would have seen in the last decade uh, most of the popular uh, tech platforms which has been developed are are popular because they are simple it was not popular because yeah. it was complex right so yeah. i i think uh, that developer in- instinct uh, is something which helped me to transition into an entrepreneur i am still a developer at heart Uh, I I still don't uh, you know leave that angle of my uh, you know coding. You still code? Yeah, I still code. <laughs> I still code. Okay. I, I still code, and you know not that much, but yeah, I, a part of me I try to do that uh, a little bit every day, uh, hmm. uh, and uh, it, it helps me actually to understand uh, you know not just the product better, but also my team better. That how my team is moving along. Yeah, yeah, understanding the ground. Yeah, okay, so. your company is still very young and at the same time it aims to achieve the problem addressing broader spectrum uh, like beat cloud saas based products or iot infrastructure mobile apps you are into ml and ai i'm sure you must have gone through a lot of challenges in the initial days mm-hmm. uh, holding all these broader spectrum into your scope right. so can you talk about how did you address those initial days challenges and uh, how you sailed through uh, yeah okay so some of the stack uh, you know i have been already working on uh, in my uh in my corporate job before like i was already part of a cloud and a saas team uh, back in on my uh, earlier team uh but yeah ai ml uh, you know uh, blockchain these are the few new topics which i was exploring uh i th- i think uh, i'm just in the beginning i said that i'm curious the curiosity brought me here today right and i think that curiosity is helping me uh, to learn every day a new thing uh you know and implement it i really believe uh, to be part of an uh, you know of the implementation team so uh, for me it's it's a everyday learning so as a team we are learning every day a new thing and we are solving a new challenge every day it's a cliche word that uh, there is there is no age to learn new thing yeah yeah true true nice as you are targeting products addressing the need of a developing countries specifically right. and the pressing need of any developing nation is agriculture right um wh- what are the products that are uh, addressing the immediate needs and uh, how are you taking it to the customers right i'll i'll split this question as a two part answer because uh, we are right now having two platforms uh, the first platform the excel.ai Uh, which is out loud right now uh, you know we have done a commercial contract with uh, one of the trading houses uh, an international commodity trading houses in in singapore mm-hmm. so uh, okay so that is an enterprise product and an enterprise platform and uh, uh, that's basically solving the problem of the uh, you know commodity trading world right 
which is pretty complex in itself, pretty proprietary in itself. Uh, you know, the the processes are very proprietary uh, in, in that commodity world. Uh, now, how they wanted to operationalize their entire uh, transactions across the globe. Now, how we are solving the enterprise platform, and that's targeted. So, that product is basically have a, a, a global presence, right? It is not just targeted for uh, you know the developing economies, because today a lot of agro commodities uh, comes from your North America and Latin America, you know, to the eastern part of the world, and vice versa. A lot of agro commodity goes away, uh, you know, from Southeast Asia, Australia. Uh, Japan and uh, towards Africa to the other developing nations, and the last but not least, uh, Africa, uh, which has been claimed, uh, you know, in the recent reports that it has got the highest number of agreeable land, which is not used, and this decade would be uh, the food bowl of the world. So Africa mm, landscape wise, so Africa yeah. is, Africa today also grows some of the really exotic, uh, you know, fruits and crops. Start from cocoa and coffee, and one of the best cottons come from Africa. Okay. So, yeah. So our our first product is basically have a very global presence because these trading houses mostly sits across the globe. Uh, uh, though their origin and destination of their businesses are developing and developed economies both, right? So uh, this product is how it is solving the problem for these enterprises are. Uh, these enterprises today have, uh, you know, especially the the tier, uh, you know, the the small and medium segment of their trading houses, right? Uh, they really don't have a solution which can be, uh, you know, a live solution for managing their, you know, trading contracts and managing their risk. You know, mm-hmm. it, compared to the bigger names in the commodity in the agro commodity trading, uh, these guys are doing the same stuff. It's just that the quantum is less. They still have the same risk. What a bigger, uh, you know. Uh, commodity trading house have they also ha- are doing the same contract management they are also running through the same trade finance but the the present uh, you know uh, solutions which were there in the markets uh, were very big uh, were very monolithic uh, very you know tightly coupled with uh, single agro commodities not very flexible uh, highly priced okay uh, mm. and i f- i felt that with with the intervention of cloud and SaaS, right? Today, uh, solutions should be simple, uh, should be agile. You know, should get modified very fast. These industries are. Cha- I'm like COVID nineteen has literally changed the entire, you know, uh, the gamut of uh, commodity trading. Last year, people the way they were trading in 2019 has completely shifted to a different paradigm in 2020. And this happened. It's a finance world. It keeps going through a very short churn of changes, very fast. The mm-hmm. Any kind of a solution in this industry has to be very, very agile to adopt those changes very fast. And I think that is what was lacking in the existing systems. Now, mm-hmm. what we tap, what we are trying to tap here is basically, uh, you know, the power of the SaaS and build a very lightweight, you know, and a modular, I will say a Lego block application, which okay. has got a very simpler adoption to any size of the company. It's an individual trader or it's a big company with hundreds or two hundreds of traders. Doesn't matter. The adoption is very simple for them. And, uh, you know, more and more information uh, because and the second thing is once you go onto the cloud and the SaaS, right, your visibility, you need to be, you know, you will be becoming more visible to the other functions of the commodity trading, like trade finance, right? 
which okay. which make which is a very uh, you know integral and an important part if the trade finance is not present these contracts can never go through right somebody mm-hmm. has to finance these yeah. trades to you know the transactions now the more and more uh, you are becoming into a saas world uh, you are trying to you know basically have a reach of more information uh, across the from the globe so i think that is what we are trying to solve in the commodity industry right now uh, our second platform which i said the agtech platform yeah that's the one uh, you know which is primarily targeted for developing nations now what's the idea behind it the idea behind it uh, is fertilizers or the chemicals which are used in today's crops or in, in agriculture practices right they might be bad to a certain extent but i think they are mostly bad because of the lack of knowledge people don't have knowledge about mm-hmm. how to use it it's mostly okay. o- it's mostly overdosed right because not the right information is available to our marginal farmers right when it comes to a corporate mm-hmm. farmers yeah they have their own set of a corporate uh, you know or an army of team to look into all these things but when it comes to an individual and lab to research also right yes so when it comes to yeah when it comes to individual farmers they really don't have they they are following their uh, you know their ancestral uh, practices of agriculture which is absolutely right but what's happening is the mix of new uh, new age nutrition which has come in it has been penetrated to them without the lack of knowledge so what we are trying to solve here is that we are trying to solve this knowledge part we are trying to build a platform which will impart this specific knowledge about crop nutrition to our marginal farmers on their smartphone today we believe when we did our research we found that this a basic smartphone penetration is there in every uh, you know uh, every developing economy and it is increasing it is going to increase people might not have yeah. uh, you know food to eat for probably uh, uh, one of the you know dinner to eat but they will have a smartphone at their home so it's become a basic need now yeah exactly so what what we are trying to do is that we are trying to tap on this uh, uh, you know a penetration of smartphones to impart this knowledge to our farmers now to impart this knowledge to our farmers the first thing is to we have to understand our farmer at what exactly they are doing uh, when it comes to the crops what is the quality of their land and so this application really works in a very simpler way again uh, to basically gather information from the farms to the lab yeah and from the research center it imparts the knowledge to the marginal farmers on their smartphones mm-hmm. I, I think, in short, this is the challenge what we are trying to solve here. Now, this the idea here is to basically help the farmers as much as on the crop nutrition or what we call as crop input or farm inputs. With okay. the yeah, with the help on the farm inputs, we will really be able to uh, you know track uh, the progress or the growth of their crops. We are also working on our IoT labs. Uh, so we recently have start we are starting our IoT lab in Bangalore. so we will be working on uh, you know couple of uh, farm sectors uh, iot you know sensors which will help us correct real time data across the farms for different data points which will help us to uh, so we will be having a set of a, a, you know agronomist uh, sitting in our knowledge centers who will be looking into these data and helping our ai engine to evaluate these data at run time and send predictions to the farmers that that's quite impressive directly getting insights out of data and uh, feeding it to farmers straight to their mobiles nice i would like to know about the founding team uh, because there are quite a lot of discussions which goes through before you start a business so how did you form your team and uh, what are the things that you settled before starting a business 
Right. I think the initial initial discussion started with me and Rahul, uh, you know, uh, back in I think 2019 uh, during our Dashera holidays. Right. I was uh, so Rahul was in Singapore and uh, I was visiting Singapore during Dashera holidays, and, and that's where we started discussing about uh, you know his problems, uh, uh, you know, in in his uh, trading and analytics. Uh, by the time it was early 2019 when we finished that, uh, uh, you know. The uh, the risk analytics uh, uh, it's a small application, it's a small tool. Now it is becoming part of our Exceller.ai as well, uh, which I wrote okay. at that time. By that time, when we finished that, we started discovering that okay, there are really a lot of uh, uh, you know areas, gray areas in agro commodity industry when it comes to the you know the enterprises or the trading houses. Uh, there are a lot of gray areas uh, you know in the farming sector where we can really use technology to simplify uh, you know. Uh, the uh, and distribute or democratize the information right at the mm -hmm. end of the day uh, it, the information is the most important thing which which should be reached to the last mile people to take a better decision yeah. all these applications what we are working on all these product platforms what we are working on uh, if you see eventually they have a single goal uh, to help people make a better decision whether it's a trader who is sitting in a you know uh, air conditioned office in and using our exceller in uh, in Singapore, or whether it is a farmer, a cotton farmer in in Africa, right? The idea is that they can make the right decision with the right set of an information presented to them. So yeah, we started this journey with Rahul, and uh, I gathered around a few people uh, from my uh, ex organizations in in the initial time uh, for brainstorming and architecture discussion and all. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, uh, they have their own personal uh, uh, commitments and uh, the interests. So uh, they stepped out uh, after after a few months, and, and they felt that uh, it's better that I continue alone. By the time it was okay. now, it was at the end of the first quarter of uh, you know 2019. I really felt that I I was still in the job at that time in the first quarter, but I felt that you know this needs uh, a focus. Uh, this needs a little more yeah. dedication, uh, and this needs yeah, and time. And time. The most important thing is the time. So I I quit my job in April of uh, you know 2019, and uh, since then I'm full time. I hired my first okay. first set of employees in 2019 June. Uh, two freshers uh, who were coming on board with me. Rahul was there. Okay. I was joined with my friend, uh, you know, Subhashish. Uh, you know, down somewhere in uh, 2019, uh, uh, third quarter. Uh, he's coming from a you know tech banking and tech background, uh, almost to today. Mm -hmm. He's my college buddy. Okay, different domain. Yeah, <laughs> you're all cross-cutting domains from agri, CRM, networking. Yeah, but I think Subhashish brought a lot of valuable information. He was already associated to to the financial sector, to the banking sector. So he really brought a lot of uh, you know, skills with him, along with him, uh, which really helped Exceller uh, over the last one year. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, from the two-member team, uh, right now we are six-member team uh, in Exceller who are working on the, on the engineering side. Uh, we brought, uh, you know, we have been, uh, we have a business analyst team. Uh, we have some, so altogether at Taumish, we are around 15-member team. Uh, there are a couple of freelancers who are also working with us. Uh, when it comes mm -hmm. to the co-founding team, uh, there were a lot of industry experts in our network uh, who really helped us during this transition journey uh, on a pro bono basis. They came, uh, they let us uh, when 
you know they let us understood what exactly this commodity industry is functioning uh, you know uh, there are a lot of industry champions uh, who have joined hands with her, with us on our agtech platform murari takshit is one of them he is one of the industry veteran uh, when it comes to uh, uh, you know crop nutrition uh, he has joined hack okay. you know he has joined hand with us last year to uh, to work on both these platforms he he is also associated with the agro commodity trading and uh, you know uh, the crop nutritions uh, okay. so uh, i think a uh, lot of people rahul subhashish murari lot of people uh, you know my ex colleagues from junipa uh, i i can take lot of names but but i think these are the set of the people who really you know brought in lot of uh, information along with them uh, from their past experience and uh, you know help help us add a lot of value to our current platform okay you had a huge backup supporting to push your own uh, passion i would say i yeah. I'm, i'm fortunate to have a very good network of uh, people uh, who were really excited about this journey when i explained to them and uh, were really up to help uh, to in whatever capacity they can mm-hmm. nice so being a co-founder what were the conflicts that actually you were facing in the initial days mm-hmm. of course there are a lot of minds coming in together and discussing the same thought process mm-hmm. so uh, talk about how did you handle the conflicts yeah i would say uh, no big conflicts as of now okay uh, that's probably because most of the founding member teams have uh, uh, you know are are pretty much aligned in terms of a goal that what we wanted to achieve uh, it's a simplicity in our solution you know mm-hmm. whether it is the enterprise solution or whether it is the agtech solution it's a simplicity in our solution Okay, fair enough. Any specific instances of the initial day challenges, good things that are you remembering and uh, recollecting that you have learned many things from that challenges? Oh yes, uh, you know the uh, the choice. Uh, even though we have spent uh, so many years in, in the tech industry, you know, the initial challenge was uh, picking up the right stack. Okay. Uh, the w- one thing what I found was. Uh, a lot of new technologies are coming up there is a lot of buzzword which if you if you, you know go to any any tech forum today a lot of buzzword about new technologies new platforms coming up so at some point of time as an entrepreneur i felt that uh, you know uh, if i'm choosing angular am i not choosing an outdated platform you know i should be choosing something new i think that was one confusion which was there but again uh, you know uh, this one instinct the developer instinct which was there that no no let, let's try to do something on which i am very more conf, you know confident and comfortable let's start with that okay mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll move ahead with that we will we'll build something functional uh, we'll learn something new and then we will keep upskilling and we are you know keep migrating to the uh, or upgrading our platform to the new and new technologies uh, another thing is as an engineer uh, i don't you know i i don't take the technology and then go find a use case rather than i do a reverse i take a use case and find out a technology which can solve it in a simpler way yeah starting with the problem yeah i i yeah. found a lot of people today uh, talking about blockchain but what is the problem are we going to solve with blockchain right yeah uh, you know are, are there any real use cases which you have seen people solve uh, so uh, or or let, let's say talk about aiml or let's talk about data science um, i you know in in the interviews when i'm talking to these guys right um, i find that it's more of a jargon which has got inside their head that okay this is something new catchy thing but they're really not sure that how they will solve a problem 
or what kind of a problem they will be solving using a data science, using AI, using ML, or you know, using blockchain. So I somehow, uh, you know, that was the challenge definitely for me also in the beginning days, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. should I call myself an AI company? Should I call myself an ML company? And yes, at one point of yeah. yeah, we will be an AI and ML company, but not on day one. I guess the technology penetrates to all the use cases, yes, right? Yes. Even if you take blockchain, for example, they are actually addressing the core issues of uh, agriculture: mm-hmm. how to uh, cut off all the middlemen and uh, get the actual profit uh, straight to the farmers. Right. Pretty interesting use cases there. Correct. And and you know it's a transparency. So when I started, I think that choosing the technology was my first challenge. That what should be the stack on which we should be working on? Uh, it should it be the stack mm-hmm. which only I am comfortable with. Or uh, should I take a stack uh, where I have a little bit of a learning curve and I can still follow it? I think that challenge went off really fast because uh, you know one fine morning I got up and decided no, I should do something in which I'm comfortable right now. Okay. You know because uh, I at this point and in the beginning I don't wanted to lose my velocity. I really wanted to help my team if they come up with some sort of a queries to me. Now, I should not be struggling answering them. So I think. Mm-hmm. That that got solved uh, probably in a couple of days, but yeah, that was the one big challenge which I went from a learning perspective. Yes, I think uh, on the tech side, uh, definitely one learning perspective was uh, that in between, uh, you know, we we really felt that okay, let's have a, a velocity to or you no, know, let's go out fast. Uh, you know, uh, let's let's not look into the quality of the code. But uh, the good part was we realized very early. I mean, uh, I'm I'm a person that I always look into the code quality. But uh, you know, as as I said, right, it was a team. It was not my unanimous decision to go fast. So we took uh, some shortcuts early in 2019. Fortunately, uh, the alarm bell uh, rang into my head uh, pretty early uh, that no, uh, there is something wrong uh, in the architecture. There is something wrong in the code quality. Um, Okay. We, we I jumped into back and, and that's when I jumped back again a little bit more uh, in 2019 on the coding and the architecture part and mm-hmm. yeah and we we solved it uh, you know uh, in 2019 by the by the end of quarter two 2019 we actually overcame all those architectural and technological challenges we at this point we are pretty smooth sailing in terms of our code quality I'm a big fan of an automation as well. So we have started our automation, uh, uh, you know, team uh, in December. The idea here is that we will be uh, a fully automated a CI/CD, you know, by in next couple of months, uh, okay. so that uh, your your you know your your idea uh, you know uh, your idea discussion or idea research to delivery uh, should be short, right? As I said, the yeah. the two two key things which I I look uh, when I'm working as a as a developer mindset is uh, agile. That is, it should be fast. You know, if I have an idea, it should I should break it down into small enough so that I can build it fast and have it should still have some customer value and the simplicity. Uh, you know, in, in the way it is built. Oh, nice! Making the pipeline faster. Yes. Can you talk about how did you manage the fundings uh, in the initial days? Did you bootstrap it, or was there was it through friends and family support? Yeah. So we are bootstrapped. Uh, we are completely bootstrapped. Two reasons: we haven't rushed for funding. We are still bootstrapped very comfortably right now. Uh, I think uh, this was probably the initial days discussion that what would be the idea, our idea on the funding side. So, when it comes to funding, uh, I, I again felt that you know in the tech startup funding, uh, what is happening is uh, 
when you get the funding at that point of the time you know the startup team or the you know the the founding team they are not really sure that where to use this fund why we really have got this fund and what we should be doing it right uh, whether it should be a rampant expansion on the market capture or whether it should be a rampant expansion of uh, you know on your engineering team now what we okay. what we did is that we were sure uh, you know at at in the beginning that we can bootstrap this company for the first few years and uh, we are also sure sure that once we have a workable uh, you know product ready uh, and the adoption starts that product itself will generate lot of revenue in terms of the licensing and all right we are we are pretty mm-hmm. sure and confident about that uh, so that's one reason we never hustled for uh, you know uh, investment till now right we we never expanded our hand to have a, you know a 50 member team we knew okay let's have a small team let's manage a small team and build the product with that team build a workable product build a deployable product then go out in the market have some users real users on that platform and then go out in the market and you know talk to the investors because if you ask me at this point yes i'm ready for an investment we have started discussing with different individual investors and equity firms right uh why because i know today now i have a very clear vision that okay what i'm going to do in the next 5 years on this platform right and i need to expand my engineering i need to expand my sales i need to expand my research team right so i have a very clear clear yeah. focus as of today that why do i need an additional funding uh, and where i will be utilizing it you know and how it will yeah. so you need to release your own product before you actually uh, feel confident to reach out yes there. so you know i think so that's one point which actually kept us away from talking to fund houses in the beginning so we completely bootstrapped from last one and a half two years nice um so what was the first moment of relief in tawamish story was it due to any mvp or uh, from any customer stories i think uh, yeah there were a lot of moment of relief small small moment of relief well there was a first moment of relief uh, uh, this week itself when we uh, officially signed our first commercial contract uh, with one of the customers okay. uh, three year contract nice congratulations on that so we have been doing them uh, a work- workshops with their users since january beginning itself it was in, into the user acceptance testing but uh, we recently uh, signed the commercial contract uh, uh, last week uh, and i think that was a very elated moment we knew that okay it was happening but at the end of the day uh, an official signature uh, really means a, a proud moment uh, to go and share it with your team so that was a big relief that yes now we are live uh, as i said there are a lot of uh, moment of relief earlier as well uh, there were a lot of milestones last year during the entire development uh where we are stuck at some point of time that okay how to crack this problem and when we when it was finally eventually fixed and we built that module uh those were uh, a big relief of a moment uh, we did our mvp or a you know a beta version ready in august that was mm-hmm. uh, that was basically just a nine months of effort uh it was a big relief for us uh, because when we started this commodity industry as i said right this industry has got a lot of information which is very very proprietary it's 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 okay. it's not publicly available but we were fortunate enough mm-hmm. to have uh, some of uh, people along with us mentoring us or advising us or consulting us 
Rahul himself, the co-founder himself, comes from the commodity industry, bring a lot of value to the team. So uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know solving this challenge in the first uh, eight to nine months itself, and coming out with an MVP uh, itself was a, a big relief. That yes, you know, uh, and I think these are the these are more than a relief moment, uh, but I would say these were the moment which actually gave us a confidence that yes, we can do a little bit more on this platform. Okay. Uh, we can really, we can really crack this problem. I think that is the relief uh, I would say we had every time we reached a milestone uh, in 2020. But uh, out of all, I think the biggest one is is the last Wednesday. <laughs> so <laughs> true, true, yeah. And also the first one came uh, in very short time, right? In nine months, you were able to realize yeah. it. That's pretty quick. What is the change that COVID has uh, brought in in you as an individual and also to your business? As an individual, I will say uh, definitely it has made my uh, uh, you know uh, thought about that as a human being uh, we are vulnerable. Nature, nature is uh, whatever technology enhancements, whatever scientific enhancements we do, uh, nature is still powerful. Yeah. They can bring us down on our knees at any point of time. So we should. Uh, it's high time, uh, not just for our future generation, but even for us. That we should stop playing around or fooling around with the you know, natural resources, and you know try to conserve as much as possible, uh, you know, in a smarter way. So that is that is something which uh, uh, which was my uh, personal impact. Uh, the second thing is health should be our primary focus. Uh, and the professional life, I, I felt that for me, my team's health is more important uh, rather than them coming to a personal office. I always liked working remotely. Uh, you know, uh, there was a remote working culture in my previous organization, so that was not new for me. And uh, I think, uh, from a professional angle, we never faced a bit of a challenge, right? Uh, since March uh, 2020, uh, I think mid March 2020, uh, everybody, the entire team, has been working remotely. Things are sailing smooth. Mm-hmm. Again, on that front, I'll take you know instead of me. It's my team who called me up last night. I said, listen, you know, we wanted to come and spend a few weeks uh, in Bangalore office because we are working from home for a very long time. I said, you know, it's seeing each other. So I said, it's your office. You guys wanted to come down. Go ahead. Come down. Right. So, you know, who am I going to stop it? So, uh, again, as I said, right, on a professional end also, I think COVID has not a lot of big impact. But one thing was realized that, you know, I really need to take care of my uh, of my team. Right, uh, you know, you really need to be considerate about people who are working along with you. And at any point of time, uh, your, you know, your your team's uh, health is your primary concern. On the business front, though, COVID really helped us mm-hmm. since we were still in a in a research and a development mode last year, uh, or I would say in the MVP mode. Uh, COVID really gave us a few months of an extra buffer to you know add the post mvp a very very valuable uh, you know functionalities on our platform to to make it a little more complete and you know increase its adoptability since the businesses were slowing down um, uh, on their you know expenditures last year so okay. we instead of uh, you know bothering about uh, marketing and sales we focused on you know research and development so i think uh, on the professional end it has really helped us in some or the other way, uh, it gave us a little buffer to spend more time uh, in adding some valuable features onto the platform. Yeah, the buffer has fewer exactly, yeah, in your case that. as well. 
Nice. So you being a technical oriented person more, how do you handle figuring out the marketing strategy and go to market uh, stuff when it comes to sales and marketing for your business? Okay, uh, so I, I've been I've been in a customer interaction, uh, you know, a few customer interaction roles, uh, you know, before becoming an entrepreneur itself. I have done that earlier also. I I did a customer interactions pretty early in my career also. Uh, but I think uh, the difference between those customers and and today what I'm seeing was uh, those were telecom customers. They were more technology, uh, you know. Uh, I would say uh, they are already close to the technology industry, right? so explaining and convincing them something is pretty easy now when it comes to the marketing strategy uh, i have a simple theory here as i said uh, in somewhere in our discussion that you know technology uh, should not make things complex rather than it should make things simple when we were discussing about all our product platforms that who are target customers who will be talking to first right i think for me right now is uh, you know the success stories of people who where they are shying away from the adoption of new technologies or digitizations in their process so i think that mm-hmm. is that is where we focus that okay uh, le- let's find out uh, you know in the you know companies or the segment of uh, the companies who are trying to shy away and try to understand that why they are shying away from technologies if we have really got those reasons clear that's your marketing strategy yeah uh, you know complexity in the solution uh, uh, being very monolithic in the solution adaptability uh, or customizations is is very difficult right uh, you need special skills to operate the total cost of ownership uh, of those products so these are the few challenges which the you know agro commodity trading industry was struggling with and i just said look if we solve these four or five key challenges i think that's our marketing industry anyone who we go and talk to we have to tell that okay we have solved these five challenges right at the end of the day our platform does everything what you are looking for it's intelligent enough to tell you also in some places that what you should be doing so i think apart from the right. functional part the other key challenges which was the non functional or i will say the ancillary areas right so if we have touch point those things uh, you know uh, i i think that was the marketing strategy and that's how i'm trying to understand most of the customers because it's a non technical customer base your customer here is is a non technical customer so you need to understand they definitely have they don't technology is a challenge for them so technology adopt, any kind of a tool adoption would be a challenge for them right but apart from that right. i think uh, you know more than uh, adopting a technology would be the other challenges uh, you know which which is a key factor and which we wanted to solve like you know uh, the total cost of ownership how simple uh, this application once you learn the problem is that once they learn a platform right and if there is a change in the market segment they are not able to replicate hmm. back or adopt it back into the same platform or every 6 months one year they have to you know throw the last one away and it's like you are changing your uh, you know you, your email account from one vendor to another vendor every year and that's a trouble hmm. every time you change you have a learning curve those okay. are the key areas where we are we are making we are trying to make uh, the adoption of this platform simple these people uh, are working on on laptops and computers and are aware of uh, some of the you know technology areas um, like the browsing and all this thing so let's try to have a solution which is already you know in the area which is in which they are already aware hmm. so i think uh, i think those are the things which we are trying to solve second thing is uh, 
in the entire trading process all the way from contract management to you know to to trade finance now we identified the areas where there are today uh, you know the the entire process of trading what are the pitfall in this you know areas which actually bring downs and increases their operational cost right and mm-hmm. how we can address that to bring in an operational efficiency through our product Okay. Now this is which is will help them to solve their margins, their profit margins, or their profitability. And the last thing was, as I said, right? Uh, again, COVID nineteen was definitely. Uh, I think uh, COVID nineteen in the tech industry has worked like a catalyst. A lot of things which we were, we are expecting to see in the next three or four years, probably we'll start seeing this year. It has literally worked as a catalyst to, you know, increase or uh, the you know the demand of uh, of new. products into the market so it just worked like a catalyst which has just accelerated the whole development or the research process of lot of ideas now if here also mm-hmm. what we found is uh, you know your your trader is as a you know uh, is is somewhere who is moving around your operation team is sitting across the, your your shipping and other procurement team is sitting somewhere across the there needs to be a platform which which has to be more collaborative which has to be more uh, you know uh, which is a 24 by 7 platform it doesn't need to be an in-house or in-premise application that is uh, you know a post that is a most likely a post facto application it has to be a live sure. system it has to be a collaborative system i think collaboration is the last yeah. thing is which is which is a, a very important thing which has which we have tried to crack on this platform we have make it as much collaborative as much possible in the commodity trading industry so that every stakeholder in the trading process whether internal or external can participate into that that's nice yeah so you put your systems to work when you right. see <laughs> nice do you recommend students to get a job work and then think about business or they should have a business mindset and think entrepreneurship uh, when they are studying entrepreneurship and running the business are two different thing you know being uh, being in a corporate job also you can be uh, an entrepreneur right Yeah, and as an entrepreneur, yeah. like within grow within a exactly. Company. I was, you know, I was I was working as an individual contributor in, in you know, so for some point of time, where I was like an entrepreneur. I was taking my decisions. I, I differentiate mm-hmm. these two things: ideology. Running a business is completely a separate ball game. Entrepreneur mindset mindset is basically to help you, you know, to understand your problem better, to find out uh, uh, really, uh, you know, innovative solutions to the problem. whereas running a business is more about uh, a strategy uh, on lot of different levels you know in terms of financing in terms of uh, you know uh, it can be customer acquisition in terms of operationalizing the entire team for the for the young students uh, in one word i would say look this is an era of google search not yeah, everything true. not everything would be presented to you in a buffet so don't wait for it one single thing just be curious okay if you are curious you will learn i i i i'm you know i'm telling you this at least in the last one and a half years of uh, you know uh, interviewing people from a different segment uh, you know or a different experience starting all the way from interns to you know experienced people one thing i have found is hmm. uh, you need to keep learning if you are want, if you are part of this uh, you know whether you are part of a tech industry or whether you are part of any industry uh today's world knowledge is becoming more and more relevant you have to keep learning you cannot s- sit back and say okay i think i have enough learned knowledge is is it's is, is limitless 
process yeah it's a continuous process one last suggestion would be that they should be fearless i mean they're just coming out of college you know they should be fearless they should uh, you know if if a matured uh, you know or a seasoned uh, technologists are taking risk they are taking risk a very calculative risk they don't need to be very calculative in taking chances right they have all the time right. for themselves so i think they should be fearless and they should be curious true true so how do you keep your calm during a day of chaos okay during the day of chaos right <laughs> um i i love baking so uh, i think uh, baking is uh, yeah baking is one of my uh, stress buster of late i have not been doing a lot uh, because the days are becoming more packed and packed at this point i don't really feel that i am stressed out of my because of my work uh, i think i'm enjoying this busy schedule uh, you know and you have yeah you have plans yeah. down the line so calculating like, so that every day morning i get up to see myself in front of my laptop it's like a school boy the way my son gets up every day morning you know with that uh, intention to you know or the happiness to go to school i think i am getting up every day morning to open my laptop uh, you know open my mail or open my uh, uh, id uh, intellij and look into the code or open aws and do that code review <laughs> so so you don't have monday blues at all oh not at all <laughs> not <laughs> not at this point of time but yeah uh, there were moments where uh, i think more than stress uh, the anxiety was there i think mm. uh, baking is one thing uh, which i do i i was cycling a lot uh, you know back in uh, 2011 2012 2013 okay then there was a huge gap in between but i think cycling is something again which relaxes me a lot okay you know especially when you are cycling alone you need to uh, focus on the road uh, and at that time it helps you a uh, sort of a meditate and think about that you know how to solve this thing you know like this chaos okay nice yeah i i have this uh notion of stepping away from my computer uh you know when i'm stuck somewhere or when i'm not able to find out something uh okay. and probably you know uh, read something on my mobile or just go for a small you know small stroll and uh you know uh, have a coffee and come back probably that these are the few things which which helps me but primarily uh, uh cooking is is something which really helps me relieve my stress and uh, cycling yeah cycling helps me to you know the 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 pain in your knees and uh, you know the desire to ride a little bit longer uh, because you have already set your milestone and uh, you know the strategy that how you will breathe really helps you to strategize the your items on which you are getting confused okay nice way yes so moving on uh, further to the next round of this episode uh, rapid fire questions i have listed down what time do you sleep and wake up it was very erratic i was sleeping at around uh, between 2 to 3 in the morning and was waking up around 8 uh, uh, last year uh, okay this year i have a different plan a plan to cut short uh, all my meetings and bring it up a little early sleeping by midnight and probably waking up by 7 at least get uh, you know 7 or between 7 to 8 hours of a proper sleep okay nice and then uh, how does the first few hours of your morning look like uh first few hours of the morning is uh, is definitely a, a quick 5 minute recap of what are the any mails coming in because i'm in a different time zone the team is in a different time zone so hmm. uh, they might would have sent some mail late in the night which i have not seen so just catching up a 5 minute preview of the mails i don't read the mails immediately but i see if there are some mails 
and mark them as a you know as my task uh then it's it's mostly my morning routine about you know freshening and up and uh, then coming back having my i like my breakfast i i like my uh, a very hearty breakfast i would say so i like to have a good breakfast uh, and a good nice cup of a uh, you know a black coffee or an okay. espresso uh, that really kicks me in into the uh, you know uh, back into the work so that's how the few first few hours is there nice so what's the best thing happened this month to you i would say the official signing of the contract and me starting my cycling last week and managed to do uh, four days okay consistency four <laughs> decent days yes nice so who's your favorite leader that you follow ah favorite leader that i follow right oh i think they're not single leaders uh, mm. i take a bits and pieces from uh, you know different people uh, persistence uh, probably is is, uh, is coming from uh, you know the all the freedom fighters in the india right wow that i really felt that they were very very persistent about uh, about their freedom right hmm. so that's something which comes from many freedom fighters not just uh, probably mahatma gandhi and few of the big names but everybody because it it was it was definitely a mass movement which which got us freedom hmm. um yeah and as such right now i'm not following a lot of leaders okay but yeah i do a lot of read biographies about uh, you know uh, people so Uh, both from the tech industry and from the non-tech industry, and do take uh, you know a piece of uh, advice from their life to mm-hmm. to understand that how they have been successful in their life. Okay, collating according to your needs, nice. Yes, exactly. So, what's your one childhood activity uh, you still love to do? My childhood activity, right? I think I, I would say uh, playing soccer. Okay, I I. Uh, i remember playing soccer uh, because my native place we used to have a, a good 3 4 months monsoon right mm-hmm. I, i remember spending uh, you know especially my high school days a lot uh, playing soccer rather than cricket though cricket okay. has been a, a primary i would say uh, you know a primary sports in india but mm-hmm. i still have a bunch of a friends with whom we used to play a lot of soccer and especially in rain so i think soccer is something which i still uh, you know whenever i get time i like to play Okay nice so what does creativity means to you in one sentence okay creativity in one sentence would be uh, you know solving up building up something or making up something uh, which is need not be unique but perfect okay cool if you want to go back and change one decision in your startup journey what would that be um not right now i don't think i think uh, in the last one it is very short just one and a half years right yeah yeah I, I, as i said right though i like speed uh, but uh, i'm a very cautious driver okay or a very att- attentive driver so i had hit the brake at the right uh, point as i said there was a moment where we realized uh, uh, you know and we saw the alarm bells that okay things were not right in the architecture hmm. we pick, we picked up that thing pretty early so i will not say that i will change my decisions uh, what my team has taken at that time to take some uh, you know deviations from the architecture mm-hmm. it was a natural way of a development which happens in, in you know when it so uh, i would not like to i would like them to experiment a lot like that fail and make sure that they don't repeat it good wonderful for people who don't know about tawmish and you uh, where should they look for sure 
okay they should look into uh, tomish.com well tomish.com's content is not yet uh, is being is been almost 2 years old uh, it definitely needs a lot of update they can find out our exceller on exceller.ai yeah we have uh, we have launched our public website public portal so they can find everything about our exceller platform on exceller.ai uh, we will be very soon coming up uh, the portal for our uh, you know they can go to our linkedin pages uh, exceller.ai linkedin page or tomish.com linkedin page uh, they can find me also on linkedin uh, i'm not very active on uh, apart from linkedin i'm not very active on any other social media platforms like uh, you know facebook uh, twitter yeah, yeah. or uh, Uh, Instagram, but yeah, I have a presence over there. <laughs> LinkedIn, yeah. Yes. So yeah, so people can find us on LinkedIn. People can go to Tomish. dot com. They can go to Exceller. dot ai. Uh, we will be very soon coming up with our the AdTech platforms uh, portal as well with a uh, lot of lot of information. So March is something where we are looking that time make a a public announcement about our uh, launching of our AdTech platform. Nice, wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, discussion with you, Rajiv. Uh, thank you very much for your time. It was really nice catching up with you, also Ashok. It was my first podcast, and I really enjoyed this. And uh, I will surely, uh, you know, uh, see that we can catch up again uh, once we are uh, launched with our next product. Definitely, yeah. We'll be waiting for that. Thank you. Sure. Thanks, thanks, Ashok. Okay, we are at the end of episode number eleven. Thank you very much, Rajiv, for coming on and sharing your experiences. And to our listeners, you can find out the episode summary in the description. Until we catch up soon with more exciting stories, stay tuned. Be motivated. Thank you.